My name is Andy. I help people live life on purpose. This podcast explores the mystery, beauty, and complexity of life through conversations with an array of incredible practitioners, all of them working at the edge of what's possible for humanity. This is a place for big dreams, bold creativity, and fierce hope. Welcome to the Wonder Dome. If you're inspired by this conversation and you'd like to see it reach more people, you can help the Wonder Dome take flight by sharing it with friends and colleagues, subscribing, giving us a high star rating, and best of all, leaving a glowing review. If you'd like to go even further, consider becoming a monthly supporter. You'll help me keep the lights on and support a wide range of charitable causes. You can learn more at mindfulcreative.coach. Thanks in advance for helping us inspire the world. My guest today is Sophia Moon. Sophia is the founder of SM Art Studios, the host of Creative Mornings Boston, and a talented abstract artist and singer-songwriter. At SM, she helps people, ranging in age from 4 to 94, connect to their creative spirit and creative purpose. At Creative Mornings Boston, she brings together creatives from every discipline to build a community of connection, celebration, learning, and sharing. And as an artist, she makes beautiful works that connect to nature, to life, and to the experience of being human in the world that we live in. She's a deeply spiritual, committed, and compassionate person. And this conversation dances from what it is to connect to your creative spirit, to how to express that spirit, to how to be a parent and a partner and a friend and a colleague and a human, even if you don't identify as an artist, in ways that are creative and unique and individual. And Sophia has this wonderful sort of magical quality, the way that she dances through life, even when times are hard. So there's a lot of richness in here, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get settled in. And hear what Sophia has for us. Hi, Sophia. Welcome to the Wonder Dome. Hey, Andy. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Great to see you as well. Mm. I was saying to you before the call, and I want to share this with the listeners, it was really lovely to see you pop up on my computer screen because so much of our interactions over the past few years have been in person, primarily at Creative Mornings events and also a few times inside the art studio that you're sitting in right now. And it just was like, ah, yeah, to get hit with that vibrant, creative, artistic world that you inhabit. It made me realize how much I missed all the people that are in the creative morning space. And so it's just nice to be here with you in that regard. Likewise. And that invitation obviously is always open for you. So yeah, yeah. So we have so much we could talk about today. And I think the thing I want to say first for folks who are listening, they'll have heard your introduction and and all the formal stuff. But the thing I want to underline for people that I really admire about you is the way that you lean into your creativity as a core part of who you are. Like for me, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, I encounter you as as not really seeing a dividing line between your creative self and your spiritual self, that, that your work in the world has to be authentic. And that authenticity is really important for the journey that you're on. Is that right? 
I think you're absolutely right. Because otherwise, what what is artistic expression, right? Like, yeah. um, but the expression of this inherent true self that is uniquely you. Mm. Otherwise, what else is it, you know? Mm. So I absolutely agree with that. So you're spot on. Mm. So one thing I think about a lot is how we invite ourselves and invite the people we're with to move towards that authentic self-expression. Because as lovely as that sounds, it can be really scary. It can feel, I've heard version, people say versions of, who am I to express myself around this? What do I have to offer? I'm nobody special or... I don't think this is good enough or blah, 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 blah. Like the list goes on and on for all the ways in, in which we keep that at bay for fear of being made vulnerable to others. And I, I would just love to hear, how do you work with that tension of showing up in your art and your expression without holding yourself back? I think um, you know, there's a part that stood out for me when you're speaking, the part where you say, you know, who am I? You know, and I think we all inherently feel that um, no matter what role we play, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're attempting to create or do, because we're creative inherently. Right. And we are special inherently. So when I think about how I invite an 18 month old to partake in an art project or how I invite a 35 year old mother of a child to come and partake in something creative it's to remind themselves is to is to put that invitation out with the reminder the inherent reminder that you are special and that you are unique and how you pick up this pencil or this crayon or this pen or whatever tool you use to um, in your life from to achieve an end, be it making a mark on a paper or solving a problem, that you are inherently special and that nobody can see the world and therefore nobody can solve the problem. Nobody can approach a thing in the same way that you do. Mm. So I think the invitation starts with a reminder. Like you are uniquely you. You are, nobody can be who you are. And, and at the same time, there's this, like, um, you and I talk about this too, like the oneness coming from the one, right. Mm. Like coming from the one source of like all things. Like, so it's this, um, who has the right? Everybody has the right. Why? Because everybody's special because everybody's an expression of, of this divine one source. Right. Mm. But Mm. it's ironic because we all have the same, like makeup, molecular kind of makeup. Right. Mm. So we are like all united but we are all different and so i think people forget that nobody has to give you permission like but if if you require an invitation right if you need that spark i think the spark is and the invitation always has to be embedded in the reminder that it's not it's not me uh imbuing something upon you that you know you Mm. don't already have Mm. but me inviting you to inhabit what you already have to like mm. exude what you already have. And I think that's where the confidence comes from, right? The confidence to make a mark, the confidence to create a solution, the confidence to do something. So I think that's where 
and, and that's at, that's the angle I come at it from. Whether I'm dealing with an 18 month old or an 80 year old like senior, you know, community member who like just comes and visits me at the studio, like go for it. Be, the, so the invitation is just to like do it, but inherent in that is nobody's going to make the same mark you make right now, right uh-huh. here. Like it's not possible. And, and the lack, like the need to say that nothing has to be perfect and nothing is right. So I, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Uh, if you're <laughs> no, you, I felt like it felt like an, like an arrow straight to the center of the target. Yeah. Perfect. And Good. I'm, a lot came up for me as you shared that. One thing I'm noticing is sort of the, you know, and for people who don't, who, who the word divine doesn't resonate with them, like what I hear you saying is we share, we all share the same makeup and whatever that source is, and we can, we, we can waste time debating what that source is, but, right. but there is a source that we all came from. Yes. The, thing that, the big bang, the divine source, whatever it was, we all are essentially came from that same place. The universe, and nature, it, whatever yeah. you're comfortable calling yeah. it is that we are more alike than we are different. But the thing that makes us different is what makes us uniquely us. So it's kind of like you have to straddle both sides of this beautiful like light bridge that we are, like straddling like the fact that we are all one and holding on to that and never forgetting that because that's going to be what um, ultimately, um, it's what keeps us grounded and it keeps us heart focused, but at the same time, like we are different. So we strive for the stars. We aim for the moon. We, whatever, whatever it is that like drives us or pushes us or moves us that we can continue to stretch for those things while we remain grounded. Mm. So Mm. does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm feeling it. I'm definitely feeling it. Good. That's all that matters to me right now. Because <laughs> if one person feels it and you kind of make sense there, then it'll resonate somewhere else some, with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I love this idea that if we, each of us are expressions of that universal mm-hmm. and the same way we're trying to find in us what needs to be uniquely expressed. So like there's the, the sort of, lovely dance between connecting to what is fundamentally true and then and then expressing that truth in the way that only you and your and your biology your physiology your cultural heritage Mm. your learned identities like all of the things that you're carrying how do you connect to that truth and then express it in a way that no one else could express it and you know there is one danger to like going through this like very um uh, making creativity and self-expression super big. Um, because I think again, we, then it, it's weird. Cause it's a catch 22. Cause then you're like, that's amazing. Like that's a big feat. Who am I to like mm. go there? Mm. And I think at the end of the day, it's, um, whatever moves you to be happy, whatever moves you to find joy, whatever, without infringing on anybody else's joy and happiness, like whatever, like, it's just about doing it and just about creating it because sometimes I paint and I have no, like, I don't, the calling is not there for me, but this painting must imbue all oneness and goodness and must like (laughs) contain all of my inherent philosophies and beliefs about the universe. Sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes (laughs) I see colors dance on a canvas next to each other and they just look right. 
And I think to myself, I'm going to be painting around this section because this feel like it resonates on some level that I can't, I couldn't sit there and uh, break it down for you and tell you that it was, you know, it was tied into some divine, like spiritual art. Like it doesn't have to be that, that deep either. Just the act of creating and the act of, um, putting your mark on something, making your mark. And again, I, I paint. So that's how, that's how I, um, interpret like the creativity side of things, but like whatever it is that you do, maybe you're a woodworker, or maybe you take a piece of wood and like carve it into something. Maybe you do like, maybe every night when you're done, you take your leftovers and you make faces on the plate. I don't know, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, if it like for us, even for a moment sparks joy or resonance within you, like on a deep level, that's something. And it's, so I, I definitely like, didn't want people to take away from this. Like, Oh, I have to like completely like, <laughs> I think they, they help each other on the journey. Like you yeah. find moments of joy and then you, it resonates with you. And then you look to replicate that joy because we start becoming, that's how we should live 24 seven, but that's our journey, right. To get mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. we find those resonances in what we do. And ultimately like that, that the spiritual or whatever you want to call it, that in touch with nature, the universe has to come alongside. It's, you can't force one thing and then I am now spiritual and therefore everything I paint will be, you know, (laughs) imbued with like divinity. Like it's, you know, I feel like that could be as daunting as this idea of like, who am I? Yeah, such a great insight. There's, there's a way in which we attach a big C to the word creativity or a big U to universal. But literally, and, and I know you see this all the time because you work with from toddlers all the way up to seniors. Mm-hmm. There's a way in which it's just you have hands or yes. you have eyes or you have elbows. <laughs> there are people you know? without eyes, yes. without hands. Yes still manage to create and use and shine forth and create. And like, so, but the fact that the majority of us do have power over our hands and can make and can create. And like, I'm not saying everyone has to pick up a paintbrush, find your thing, find your, like, I used to take pictures of cracks on the sidewalk. And I swear, some of my neighbors have been like, I've been asked, like people have come out of the cars, and be like, what are you doing? Cause I look fishy, you know, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> Yeah, which is, I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's there's Sophia. There's the crazy girl. (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes I see the way a leaf or grass is growing through the cracks in a sidewalk. And I see art in that. Like, and I I have to take a picture because it's ephemeral. It's passing. Sometimes I see snow melting and it leaves like, you know, when piles of snow melt and then like the wet marks they leave, like the watermarks. There's something beautiful about that. But that moment is never coming back or the shape of a cloud, right? Whatever it is that moves you to like really, uh, it just sparks joy in you. I I think that the idea he was so creative and universe and all these things is like, be aware, keep your eyes open, keep your heart open for like little things that are all around you all day, every day that spark joy and spark the sense of like, wow, that's kind of cool. And then find a way to, to engage with it, you know? And that's like, that's creativity. So some people are like, oh, I'm not creative, but you know, I I do this. And like, and you're like, that's creative. Like nobody (laughs) else does that. That's you. That's your thing. 
Um, so yeah, not everyone has to like do it in the tradition, traditional sense. Right. You don't have to say I'm a artist or, or some enlightened person. Like, nope, you have, you have a body, you have a mind, you have a beating heart. Like what, Absolutely. what are you noticing that no one else notices or that few people would notice unless you. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a mentor of mine shared with me this image, this idea that, that our, if we have a true essence or a soul, that our work is simply to like someone who's polishing a mirror or, or keeping something beautiful clean. It's like our work is just to just polish it every day. To, yeah. and, and I hear you saying that's like notice the things that you normally wouldn't notice. And that's an act of polishing your awareness, your attention, yes. your ability to focus, your ability to see what you would normally take for granted. And we both have young children. So we see a way in which their essence is just kind of naturally being polished every day. They're yes. just noticing things on a micro scale. Like my daughter this morning just like couldn't stop like finding little tiny rocks in the sand. It was like, look at this little <laughs> tiny rock. You know, and it's of course, so as adults, yeah, yeah, like as adults, we're jaded, we're cynical. Like, look, the, the sand is full, the beach is full of them. Like, yeah. and we're so like, whatever about it. Yeah. But the wonder, the wonder in a child. And you're right. Like being a parent has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of that because, you know, with, um, we've been staying indoors a lot, you know, with yeah. everything, if it's really hot or whatever, but you know, with the social distancing and stuff that is kind of a mark of our times right now, um, you know, we go out on our fire escape and we've never used our fire escape in the last four years that we've lived at our place. Like it's been a transient thing, like go out and kind of like fix something or, um, but now we're out there, we straight up have a, a setup <laughs> and we sit there and we just sit and we never realized how much nature was right in our, like on our fire escape close our eyes birds are all over we have a whole family of bunnies that like hops out and like at fourth between 4 30 and 5 p.m is their like feeding time they just prance all around like this little grassy area and go to town so um you know how, how much of what's happening around us are we completely oblivious to you know mm-hmm. um and i told i was telling my husband i was telling adam gosh i think that maybe with um, people staying indoors more, like there's more nature, but then I'm going to, I'm going to change that observation and say, because we're indoors more and because inherently like now when we go out, it's like an experience, like we're like open to like hearing and seeing all the nature around us. And again, creativity will always stem from this acknowledgement of my aliveness. Mm -hmm. It's going to stem from, the place where you recognize yourself as something other than just beyond this flesh, you know, and like people test to that all the time, right? Like um, when somebody passes, they say like, it's like their, their, their spirit like lifted out of them or like it, it was no longer them in this body because we're not supposed to be and not, like not to get mm-hmm. hyper spiritual or anything, but like mm-hmm. if you just sit with yourself, like, you know, we just did prior to this, right? You sit with yourself and you sit with yourself in a silence. Um, you will be keenly aware that there is more working in you than just your organs. And, and you don't have to get crazy, crazy spiritual 
like honky dory cuckooness to like <laughs> acknowledge that you know that there is there yeah, is there's there is a there is a what we might call a life force that yeah. is still um it's a mystery it's a mystery what is it that animates us and that animates all life and there's lots of theories and ideas but it is at a fundamental level a real beautiful mystery absolutely even if we don't yours to uncover you know yeah yeah yours uniquely to uncover it's not your job to like tell other people what's in them it's like your job to just find it in you yeah yeah and to what i hear you inviting people towards is finding ways on the daily with their just with acts of attention acts of noticing acts of wonder acts of silence yes to engage with that mystery without Absolutely. without trying to manage it or control it or perform it or any of it to just simply be with the fact that you're yes. alive when you might not have been and right. you're on this planet that is a kind of diamond in the universal rough in the midst of a huge galaxy in the midst yeah. of a huge, huge, impossibly huge universe. Mm-hmm. You're here. Yeah. Just explore things beyond what you see as your immediate circumstances. I think that's, it's really easy to get caught up in the challenges of a day or the stresses of a day. But, you know, what can you do if you took five minutes of time for yourself? You know, mm. what would you do? So that would be the invitation, you know, be with yourself for five minutes a day. God, I can imagine. I love that invitation. I can imagine some people being like, what? Like, how do what I, what does that mean? What does that mean? I have three kids. Well, how, how, and you know how kids can be like, you are oh, yeah. never again. Um, but taking five minutes for you, you know, and finding, finding silence um, in the chaos. I think is, is the invitation, the true invitation to the beginning of like creative expression, intentional creative expression, you know? Yeah. Lovely. I wonder if we could talk a bit about, about being parents and partners and creatives, particularly in this moment where many of us have had our daily routines really disrupted by the fact that suddenly daycare isn't an option or schooling isn't an option. Like, how are you navigating? How have you been, what has being with yourself looked like for you in the context of this moment in our lives where we're, we've been sheltering in place for a few months and our schedules are all over the place. Well, first of all, we have been embracing the fact that this is an unprecedented gift, right? Because mm-hmm. my husband up until the beginning of 2020 was traveling a lot for work. And so, you know, the routines kind of always being all over the place and never being able to fully feel centered. Um, that was always a point of frustration for us. But now like, um, I mean, and he made some changes and some personal choices there, but beyond that, now we're sheltering in place. We're at home and, um, just finding a beautiful balance and finding home to be a comfort and lovely place to be Um, trying. I think the first few weeks was really a learning experience for all of us to like, okay, like we really have to, first of all, love our space. We have to really be patient and loving with one another. We need to find our spaces. So finding our routine in that um, has made us um, very happy 
where we are. Mm. So, you know, we switch off days where we do the work that we need to do. um, And we spend time with our daughter, but even our daughter has had to make adjustments. Ariana knows when I say, Hey babe, like you have to play with yourself for the next, and we'll set a timer. We don't do this all the time, but sometimes I'll just say, you need to set a timer, 20 minutes. And mommy has to, you know, I'll read on the couch. I'll be right next to you, but Mm. you play by yourself for a little bit. She knows that there's an end to like her self-play, but then she like really gets into it and she's like, good. But, you know, for the most part, when we're super busy, we feel like, you know, if our child needs something or wants something, we're like jumping at it, you know, but we're like, hey. You got all day, kid. Like this is hard. You can break out. Okay, yeah. you're going to do 20 minutes of you. Mommy's going to sit on the couch and read her Deepak Chopra and like meditate <laughs> a little bit so that I don't lose my mind. You know, we've also started doing things like my husband does. He's on the P9DX um, thing right now, and he's do, like training for Spartan races and all that. Um, but we just did like. I think we did the P90X Ab Ripper program as a family a few times, which was comical because like I'm middling, he's all serious and she's all like, whoa, (laughs) like (laughs) whatever. Um, But it's hilarious. You know, we're like some of the things that we feel like we need to accomplish in solitude are not necessarily the case. Mm. Um, Some of my planning for the studio, like planning our um, virtual programs and stuff, you know, my husband's like, are you sure you don't want to just go to the studio and like buckle down? And, you know, and there's a beauty to like, life is happening. Like I, I can do this here. Like, yeah, you guys are loud and crazy in the background, like jumping around like cuckoo heads, like, but there's something to just being able to center and focus, do what you can, but then still be part of the family. So we're finding a balance. That's so mm. kind of the, the, the short of the long, we're finding a balance and, um, and we're just being, we're making home what we want it to be. You know, mm. like we don't want to live in a crazy house. If a crazy house, like a chaotic, messy house drives us insane, which it does. So we have built that into our routine. Our kid knows in the morning, she's like, can we play? Not until we finish our chores. We have to finish cleaning. (laughs) We have to get things and make the bed, get everything in order, and then we can play. So there's this, you have to build into your own kind of like operations in the house. That's become more important than ever because we have to inhabit it all the time. Um, And we have more plants than ever. (laughs) So we're like growing rosemary and, and lemon drop squash on our fire escape. We have like a nursery of little Pilea plants, like... We're we're trying to make the houses yeah. as lovely as possible yeah. with what we have, you know. Yeah, I'm noticing a really lovely pattern between what you shared about about you use the phrase inviting people to inhabit what they already have creatively, yes. like to literally inhabit their bodies and that life force to inhabit their unique gifts. And in the same way, I hear you sort of saying. Find a way to inhabit your life as it is now. Your space, your circumstances your space, right now. Whatever you know? Yeah. Elevate that, you know, take yeah. that to the next level, you know? And I don't think we can take our, I don't think that we can manifest the things in the future that we really truly want unless we can in the moment manifest, like in the moment, like really just be where we are and make, find the magic in that moment. I don't know that we can, you know, because this moment is a seed for the future, right? It's a seed mm-hmm. for the next moment. And unless we can fully like be here, do what we have to do right now and make this current situation the best that we can make it, 
I don't know. I don't know that we get the success or the results that we ultimately want, whatever they may be, you know? Mm. So Mm. with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite authors who passed away a few years ago, a woman named Ursula Le Guin, who's a science fiction author primarily and also a poet. Mm. She has a book called Four Ways to Forgiveness. And she uses a phrase in there. I'm, I'm, I wish I had it in front of me, but that one of the characters, one of the protagonists in the book talks about being in, in the thickness of life, like the days being thick with activity, making food, help, like playing with the kids, going outside, tending to the garden, taking care of the animals, uh, gossiping with the neighbors, like all of this stuff. The setting is sort of a small rural setting, but it's just sort of like the way in which in our busy modern lives, we've sort of we, it feels like the days are full, but not thick. It's like, they're just filled with all this ephemera. And if we can slow down and just embrace like, okay, my kid's being crazy in the background. And yes, I'm still managing my studio, but I'm not going to run away from that. I'm actually going to see that as the very thing I need to figure out how to inhabit and embrace and find joy inside of. Absolutely. I did lose you for two seconds there. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but I lost you for two seconds. Uh, but um, am I back? Can can you yes, you're me? back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I've, I've inhabited myself again. Yeah, <laughs> you've inhabited my screen again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just really resonating with this. What you're describing as embracing the life that you have now and not feeling like you have to run away from it to keep, keep yeah. being the creative artist that you identify as and that you inhabit. And it's also based in gratitude, right? Like if we can't make the best of what we have, if we're always going to sit there and, and wish for something different when that's not the case, that's not a, that's not a stance of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it's just so important to be grateful for all the things, health and abundance and all those wonderful things that we have that we can overlook if we want to sit there and just complain about what we can't do, what mm-hmm. we don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. try to focus on those things. Yeah. I have my down days, you know, (laughs) but you know, the goal is to try and try and rise above that. You know, there's something that I really believe in as a practice. We talked earlier about having different practices Mm -hmm. and, and the, and the practice of, of aspiration of speaking Mm. your highest truth, even if, it doesn't always feel like you're there, right? Like to just say like, yeah, I have my down days. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. There's not, it's not like you're dancing across fairy dust every day and life is, life is life. We lose people we love. We lose jobs. We things we're dealing, we could have, uh, maybe we'll go there, but we're seeing on the world stage all the ways in which people live inside systems that are really painful and oppressive and violent and in some cases even murderous. I don't hear you saying to people, ignore all that. I hear you in a way saying like, how do we show up for all of that yeah. grounded in what only we can inhabit so that even when the days are bad, sometimes because of what's happening for us inside or, or in many cases because of external circumstances, mm-hmm. we don't lose touch with the aspiration that we're speaking into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I wonder how does... For you, how does art fit in? Because I know that for you, that that's the place you move from. You have an art studio. Mm-hmm. You teach other people art. You make time to paint. You're also the mm-hmm. host of Creative Mornings, where you give 
give the stage to many different kinds of creatives. So there's this through line in who you are that is about art and creativity as a essential element of being human. Yeah. And, and I wonder how in the context of when things are hard or when we see the world's not meeting the aspirations we want it to meet, yeah. how do we like how does art become a part of the the answer to that lifelong question for you? I think that changes um day to day, mm. right? So truthfully I haven't um I haven't been doing my own painting practices. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't been painting as much as I want to. Um but my family needs me in a different way. So I'm cooking more than I mm-hmm. have before. And I love to bake and I love to, um, there's the, like the marrying of flavors that I love to just think up um, and even just plating. And, and so taking the, the aesthetic kind of inclinations, the creative inclinations to a place that is now nurturing to my family. So Adam and I really do share the the cooking responsibilities and he's also really great. He, he enjoys it. We both love it. We master chef is like our guilty pleasure. So we'll watch it together and we'll just sit there be like, Oh my gosh. So that's how you poach an egg. Um, so, um, I think based on what is necessary now in our family and how to elevate and embrace kind of what is in front of Mm. us right now. Mm. Um, A lot of my time in the studio is creating virtual experiences for our community and creating virtual experiences for um, the kids that otherwise would be here in person, trying to making that as engaging as possible and pushing myself to think of ways to challenge the parents to take an activity, right? So that's kind of like where the art side of my creativity has gone, um, pouring myself in that way. But in home life, it's, it's been, you know, doing art with my kid. It's been, um, again, just like cooking and nurturing and uh, we've been loving, uh, colorful plating so you know they always say like you want to eat a rainbow because more antioxidants and all that so we're adding more color and more depth and more um thought into our into our meals and that's mm-hmm. kind of been where i've been putting i've been baking a lot more so i've been putting a lot of energy there um but i think for me i pivot based on you know what is moving me at a given time. I recently wrote a song called Superhero. Um, under oh. yeah, so it's it's for little kids to encourage them to wear their masks. And you know, for the first time ever, like I've been, I've spent hundreds of hours in a recording studio, like legit recording studios. And because we're dealing with you know stay at home, and you know, I used my blue mic and I recorded right here actually, um, had my daughter record with me and we recorded this song and then we did a small, like homemade video for it. And that, um, that won a grant from the urban art museum to help raise like awareness around health measures for immigrant communities and minority communities. So the idea of like touching into different areas of my art and expression based on what the circumstances are and mm. what, what my soul needs at the time. Mm. So, you know, I was moved to like write this song. It's fun. It's catchy, but it's for kids. And the idea of like um, 
the idea of instead of forcing a child to put on their mask, giving them the notion uh, that they are helping other people around them. So that makes them a superhero. First, they're wearing a mask and they're keeping their neighbors safe, right? So I wrote this song, came out of nowhere. Um, and now it's, you know, out there in the universe. And so this so, is something so that like we could share with our... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, so, you know, pivoting. And um, and again, this is, it, it kind of goes back to how we started our conversation, this notion of like, you know, what is creativity? And like, if I stop painting for a couple months, does that mean I'm no longer creative? Like, mm. no, absolutely not. Mm. I'm finding different outlets for that. You know, Ari and I have gone on walks in like uh, less popular areas. And like, we've gone and picked flowers and like left bouquets at our friends, like doorsteps with little notes, like wildflowers, like red clovers, you know, you see them everywhere, but, you know, and trying to find those moments to like find creativity and connect with nature. And yeah. And so it's pivoting right now. I haven't really painted on a large canvas in months um, since this began. And I feel good. Like I feel like I'm drowning to like express myself. You, You just do it every day in whatever you're doing. So oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 I wish, I wish we lived close enough that we could receive one of those, those bouquets. My daughter would go nuts. I'm oh sure. yeah. That's a great Actually, idea though, right? Kids have, the kids have loved it. And we dropped one off for one of our um, neighbors who's, you know, um, I don't know how old she is, um, but she's one of our elderly neighbors and she lives by herself. And so anytime we like go to our friends and like chalk their, front of the houses or something we always hit her house as well and she called me afterwards and she was like she's like I just wanted to say thank you to Ariana so we put on speakerphone she's like she's like did you know today's my birthday it was her birthday and she's Uh, you know in pandemic mode all by herself and she was so grateful to receive a handful of like what others would deem weeds you know Mm. like Mm. so there's something to be said for seeing the beauty around you and embracing it yeah and and like yeah, I, I'm almost getting this wonderful image of of you and your daughter as kind of these puckish sort of like we're not only going to see and embrace the beauty, but we're actually gonna we're gonna spread the beauty. We're going yeah. to we're going to we're gonna just elevate it. And okay, this little wildflower over here beneath coming out to the crack in the sidewalk, we're gonna pick up ten of these and share them with someone because they might not notice them on their own, but we've noticed them. And we're not only going to notice them, we're going to share them. Like this sort of just constant giving of the gift as a way to move through the world. And this notion that, and and the lesson here for, you know, for even Ariana was like, you know, we talked about it and, you know, talking about abundance and spirituality with a kid might be hard, but sitting there and talking to her when she's frustrated, talking to her about breathing exercises and just take a breath, take a minute, you know, but we were out there and the whole backside of the park was full of these red clovers and it was so gorgeous. And here we are walking around like knee deep, like 
hoping nothing's going to come out and bite us, you know, (laughs) and, you know, talking to her about like, isn't this amazing? Like, look how many beautiful wildflowers there are. This is abundance at its best. You know, a week later, you know, the landscapers came and hacked them all away and we were devastated, but it's like our idea, like our notion of what is good and beautiful is sometimes so twisted, you know? Mm. So we were walking around and she was just like, wow, mom, like, cause the whole hill was purple. Like I, I was walking down these like uh, stone steps in the park because there's this huge area and there, there's the hill on either side with filled with these wildflowers. Like the day before that, I seriously, like no joke, fell on my ass, like hard. Because oh, no. I was so focused on like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And, you know, and <laughs> this is the... Um, the, you know, when you're so sure, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so present right now. I am so seeing the boom <laughs> right on my ass. And I, like I had the biggest bruise for like a week and a half, but I had to laugh. I was like, any other moment, like I get so frustrated when I fall or get hurt, but I was like, I had to laugh. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, um, and that sounds a little kooky, but um, it was just so gorgeous. And I got so caught up, fell on my ass, didn't even care. Um, but to be able to take my daughter out there, frolic around, we are frolickers and foragers. When it's fall, <laughs> we have like bouquets of colorful New England leaves. Like when it's spring, we're all wildflowers, we're dandelions, everything. We're picking them, we're giving them away. Um, but there's something but you're right. That's what creativity is to see something, but not just to see something to like take that. And insofar as you're not harming anybody or taking something from somebody, like we never pick anyone's lawn flowers. Like she knows the difference. <laughs> she knows the difference. We're like, if it's in a pot and it's in somebody's front lawn, that's off, that's off yeah, limits. Yeah, you know, anything true. landscaped is not like off limits. So she gets that. But the idea of taking something and changing it, right? So we brought out a bunch of ribbon and like scissors so we could cut them neatly and, uh, you know, tying a ribbon and writing a little note and then leaving it for a neighbor. And that's what creativity is. In essence, you saw something, you were inspired by something. You went back to your own space, created something that was inspired by that. And then you decided to share it to the world, right? Mm. or not, but Mm. it's created now and the Mm. world will be better because it was created than not. Mm. And maybe that's because you share it and it goes viral and people like, that's amazing. And maybe it's because you did it. You felt good about it. Then you went about your life and you were a better mom, a more like a more smiley neighbor. Maybe you walked down the street and made somebody smile because you felt good about what you did. Mm. It's like, there's that like vibration and that like, one action that leads to another that you could never quantify or trace back to a thing. But the more we let the inspiration in so that we can express, I think that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love it. And if the perils we fall on our ass along the way a few times, (laughs) well, it feels like, that feels like a risk worth taking. Yeah. Hey, I felt more alive than ever because I was like, first of all, that hurt. And second of all, like, <laughs> if you ever I'm needed to pinch okay. yourself to like make sure you were 
alive. I was like, well, I'm very clearly alive and very much in my <laughs> physical body right now. Um, but I had to laugh. I was like, how ridiculous. So I'm sitting there like, I'm so present right now. I see this. I love it. These medals are great. Boom. So I wasn't that present. I wasn't it's paying a, attention. Yeah. It's a lovely little, lovely little like, oh, okay. Here's the ways in which even my desire to be present was getting in the way of me being Yeah, so like don't get too high and mighty about this, okay? <laughs> like, have fun with it. Be willing to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Yeah, just there's a real, uh, you know, you're a teacher and I, I've talked to a lot of teachers who share stories where 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later, mm. a person who was their student in middle school or, or kindergarten or yeah. high school comes back to them and says, what you taught me mm. changed my life for the better. And that's sort of like, I hear you saying that, like, don't, you don't have to be a teacher to be that for other no. people. You actually no. can recognize that the world is in fact interconnected, even when, especially when we're sheltering in place and that these tiny gestures played out over the course of a lifetime multiplied by the 7 billion people on this planet yeah. could actually be one of the most powerful acts of expression and change that we might do as a human being, as an individual human being. Absolutely. And like everything is a chain of events, right? And we are, we are but one link. And the idea that you know, we don't think of ourselves as catalysts for joy, as catalysts for creativity, as catalysts for, you know, humanity. Like we don't, we typically going on our day to day, we wake up, brush our teeth. We're not thinking I'm a catalyst for, you know, joy, like, but you are. And, and unfortunately you can also be a catalyst for like, the shitty vibrations too, right? Like you put them out and other people catch them. And, but if you had the choice, right, if you had the choice to, um, send out the, the right vibes, the good vibes and send out joy and, you know, hold space for the people around you that have no clue even who you are, but there's something about even just passing people on the street, you know, and like how you interact in that momentary engagement that can make or break somebody's day. And you don't even know that, but yeah. it's happened to you. Like, you know, like you've walked someplace and somebody's given you a look or like you felt an energy and then all of a sudden you feel sideways. Like mm -hmm. it happens all the time. And I think we fail to think of ourselves as creative beings in that sense. Mm -hmm. We create experiences for people around us we create energy that we exude and emanate and then other people around us sense that you know so like I went through a few days of like COVID really didn't phase me I like I'm a homebody I love it but there were definitely like points there was one point in particular when I for instance was like very I was just I was not I was not in a good space I was frustrated and um you know all the things that were happening and I know you kind of touched upon it but all of the you know um ugly kind of sides of humanity and all like my social media feeds were full of it and I just I lost it like for a few days I just was in a funk and I could not get out of it and and I did my best to like keep a front up for, you know, Ariana and like, we still went about our day in pretty much the same fashion. Um, but I tell you, 
after a couple of days of like my energy being there, like she started acting out and it took me a minute to check myself. Like mm-hmm. I can't, like she was feeding off of that energy. Like she could sense it and she mm-hmm. was feeling unsettled and frustrated. And, you know, it wasn't my place to feel frustrated with her because she was getting frustrated. It was, mm-hmm. she was feeding off of my energy. So we had to talk about that. You know, mommy's kind of, she's feeling a little, you know, sad and and about something that's happened. And, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on getting myself to a good place and let's talk to each other. Let's not be frustrated with each other. Let's, Mm. you know, and, and Mm. there's something to be said for the energies that we put out there Mm. for our kids, Mm. for our neighbors, our communities. So even that feels to me, I want to honor that as a parent, like that feels to me like a real creative act to be in touch with our limits, to be in touch with our feelings, to be in touch with how we're showing up without blame or shame or judgment. Yeah. Like, because there are lots of things to be sad about in the world and sadness. We're not saying eradicate sadness. Absolutely. We're not saying eradicate energy to make things better, but recognize that the place that you have power is how right now, right in your life with your daughter, for instance. And so it's not about like, I have to pretend to be anything other than what I am, but I can just simply creatively acknowledge it. Right. And, and notice it and use it as a way to learn and grow as opposed to um, running from it, repressing it, pretending it's not there, projecting it on someone else and not taking responsibility for it. This is really beautiful move as a parent to do. Appreciate you sharing that. And I think you touch on our main, like our main point here, right? Which is creativity is not necessarily the act of like making art. Creativity in in your interactions, creativity in the experiences you create, and you know, parents and parents don't realize this. When whenever a parent says, "Oh, I'm not creative," I'm like, "Are you for real?" Like, <laughs> you parents are the most like because they have to be right, yeah. um, but they don't see themselves as creative. And creativity just it is so much far reaching than what you make that's beautiful. You know, that's just one expression of it. Yeah, lovely. Well, here's to inhabiting our gifts and living life as catalyst for joy and creativity. It's just been a real treat to be in the space with you, Sophia. Likewise. Is there um, anything else you feel called to share so that anyone listening right now around what we've been talking about? You know, I will say this. I think... um, I think, you know, even just playing back in my mind, all the things that we've said, you know, in this short period of time, I think it's easy to think of me as, and I've, I've often been mistaken for this, like a super like gung-ho, like cheerleader, happy-go-lucky, joyful type. And I can be very angry and I can be very frustrated and I can, and, and I think that while this talk necessarily went, um, in the direction of that, because that's where I am right now, that there are people who are probably feeling just simply frustrated and angry and upset or defeated with like whatever they're dealing with. And believe me, I've had my like fair share of that. So you're catching me on one of those up cycles, but <laughs> um, 
don't take that. I hope you don't take that as an indication that like there are certain upbeat people who are just like gung ho about life and who everything goes right for. And like shit goes wrong for me a lot all the time. And a large part of my life was shit going wrong. And, you know, I won't go into that, but if you are like, if this part resonates with you, we're like, yes, shit is going wrong for me right now. If you make it this far into, you know, listening to my super um, upbeat and positive self, I will say that there are, there are two sides to every person and a pendulum. I I always like to reference this kind of analogy because it always speaks to me that pendulum swing two ways. And you don't just get the upside of life. You don't get the upside of anything by itself. Like, I think you have to go through the suffering and go through the pain and the struggles and the frustration um, to find yourself out on the other side. And even when you're there, like you may talk to me tomorrow and I may be in a completely different headspace because that's life. Nothing is permanent, right? Even, even a state of like awareness is not permanent right mm. so pendulum mm. swings in mm. all directions you happen to catch me on like an upswing but mm. um if you're if you're whoever is out there listening on a downswing like that's okay mm. have grace with yourself mm. and know that there is something to be learned mm. from this you know yeah and thank you for sharing that yeah yeah. I think it's easy to like be like, oh gosh, like here she goes, like all spiritual. <laughs> and, and but that has not been the majority of my life, and yeah. you know. Well, and awesome. maybe there's a an opportunity for us to to explore that in another conversation. Yeah, if you feel called to, but I really appreciate you again. You just said this wonderful invitational quality, so inviting people to be wherever they are yeah. in the swing of their life, and and to keep swinging, to like let it swing, to let life yeah. swing. It's just a really, it's a wonderful gift. So thank don't you. get comfortable in the downswing. Don't get comfortable in the upswing. Like don't, yeah. like you're not destined to be on any one side. That's just life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Where, if people listening to this right now in the swim want to find more about what you're up to, where, and I'll include all of this in the show notes, but where should they, yeah. where should they head to? Well, first of all, if you just think to yourself like, oh, hey, like maybe I just want to, I don't know, engage in a spiritual talk or something like, not sorry, not a spiritual talk, but a creative talk. Like this is an open invitation to everybody. Like Creative Mornings is yeah. a free breakfast lecture series for the creative community. But we define creative as everyone is creative and therefore everyone is welcome. So if you ever just feel like you want to hear a short 10 to 15 minute talk, um, we have virtual events now live um, on Zoom. So you're Invited. If you need an invitation, you're invited, but you really don't. Yes. And I've been and, to a number of these. Yes. You're an awesome host and the vibe oh, is amazing. I haven't been to a virtual one yet, but I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you're crushing it. And I can't wait to get to one. And I can't wait to whenever the day comes that we can do it in person again. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm at I'm on Instagram. I'm most active there. Um but yeah, I, I am Sophia Moon. And if you want to check out the studio, you have little ones and you want some like fun ideas um, of ways to engage them creatively. I'm at SM Art Studio as well. I'm on Instagram. Beautiful. 
Awesome. Great to be with you today, Sophia. Likewise. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Wonder Dome. This podcast was produced by me, Andy Cahill, with support from Kelly Serqua and audio editing services from John Nolan at Middle Mountain Studios. The theme song was written and performed by Todd Marston. You can find the Wonder Dome wherever pods are casted. If you dig what we're doing here, please share widely, subscribe, and give us some love in the review boards. And if you feel called to support this humble offering to the world, while also making an even greater impact in the lives of others, consider becoming a monthly supporter. Not only will you help me keep the lights on and keep the show going for as long as I'm able, but 30% of all member contributions go directly in support of causes like the Black Lives Matter movement, the United Nations Refugee Agency, and the National Resources Defense Council. You can find out more at my website, mindfulcreative.coach, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, learn about my transformational coaching work, and get plugged into exclusive offers and community happenings. In the meantime, I'm wishing you a life of purpose, power, and presence. We need you now, more than ever.